Let's gather around the campfire and sing our campfire song. Our C-A-M-P-F-I-R-E-S-O-N-G song. And if you don't think that we can sing it faster, then you're wrong. But it'll help if you just sing along. Bum, bum, bum. On today's edition of ITM, breaking news, Matt Nagy doesn't know how to run an offense. Also breaking news, water is wet. That, along with another wild week in the NFL, is baking a condiment. We'll have a wild debate on whether or not that's true. MLB playoffs are in the divisional round. The Heat avoid a sweep, and we have a new Stanley Cup champion. Guys, welcome to episode 40 of Inside the Mind. Minds. Minds. Sorry, Kevin. Inside the Minds. Your hat trick for food, beer, and sports. I'm Matt. Joining me are my three Brosifs. Broskis. Brosifs. Abraham Lincolns. Uh, Bart. Hello. Chris, what up, hi dude? there, Kevin. Hey. What's going on, guys? How are you? I'm uh, living my best, best uh, Abraham Lincoln life here. Nice. What's up, Broski Bart? I'm doing absolutely wondrous. And Broseph Chris? Well, I was good till I went last. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> you can be a Abraham Lincoln. I always picked you when you I hosted. Well, I don't know if you picked me always. You just always, always made sure I was last. But who, who remembers these things? I Chris. I <laughs> I'm always number one in everyone's heart. So that's well, very true. That. But Chris is the most beautiful person on this podcast. We can know. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> well, Kevin's got an ugly mug. Kevin I will mean, make a sexy lady again. Sexy lady. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, I'm just pretty saying, sure I we're think... all tied for last. So <laughs> that's true. Yeah. I, I just know for a fact. <laughs> I just know for a fact that I am the fifth most beautiful person on this podcast. We only have four people. My Snapchat female alter ego. Ah, there you go. Okay. Good save. (laughs) All right, boys. Let's get right into it. I mentioned, I mentioned, is bacon a condiment? Um, Here's the thing. I'm going to let you all go speak your cases. Bart, let's let's have you go first because I know yours will be short because they'll just, you know, you just put barbecue on bacon, don't you? I I actually have never done that because bacon is good. It's fantastic. I don't don't have to do anything to it. Good. But, now, but it's making a condiment, though. All I'm going to say is food is food. You can't change food. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> well, you I, can change but, the type of food it is. But I will put it on almost everything as well, too, because it, it works. Yeah, okay. I don't All know right. about ice cream, though. Uh, uh, have, there, you ever, have you ever been to Bacon Alia at Denny's? No. They put bacon and ice cream. I did they not have know bacon, that. They have a bacon caramel ice cream. I feel like I've heard of try. maple bacon ice cream before. I feel like yeah. that'd be good. If you go to Canada, they probably have it all over the place. <laughs> Mr. Oh, Christopher, Jesus. Mr. Christopher is bacon a condiment? No. Why not? It's no, it's not a condiment, and it, it, it's a topping. <laughs> what is a condiment? Yeah, <laughs> but there's a difference. No, there's not though. There just is. No, <laughs> Kevin, let's hear your case. You know what's crazy? I had I had a really good, valid argument for this, and then I just completely lost it. Because so it wasn't your, valid? It wasn't valid, then. <laughs> but I thought it was. <laughs> well, when you think of it again, let us know. But doesn't doesn't effort count for something? Doesn't um no. No. Okay. Isn't the isn't the saying it's the thought what that matters? It's the thought that it's counts. The counts. What whatever. But I mean yeah. 
the Bears put in an effort yesterday and they still lost. So. Jesus. Uh, well, I, well, the I wouldn't call it. that an effort yeah. at all. I would not call it an effort. <laughs> well, they put in the effort of getting dressed, but we'll get there later. Yeah. Right. Uh, so, yes, bacon is absolutely a condiment. You put ketchup on a burger. You put mustard on a burger. You put barbecue sauce on a burger. You put bacon on a burger. It serves the same purpose to alter the taste of the food you're eating and give an extra flavor to it. it you can say that about anything, though. But we're just talking about bacon here. Yeah, part. just bacon. Just, just bacon. bacon right I know, but bacon. if I put mashed potatoes in my burger, does that make mashed potatoes uh, a condiment? <laughs> a condiment. <laughs> that was actually part of the argument I was saying. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 wouldn't, wrote down. I wouldn't be upset about mashed potatoes as a condiment on a burger. Also, do you eat condiments by themselves? Uh, ketchup, oh. we're Polish part. I know you do. Uh, okay. I know you do. I, I, I'm just excluding you. Uh, <laughs> so I would eat Chick-fil-A sauce or cane sauce by itself, yes. But uh, I think we okay. have to go over the definition of a condiment. Okay. I have that right now. Let me tell you. A condiment is a supplemental food, such as gravy, that is added to some foods to impart a particular flavor, enhance its flavor, or in some cultures to complement the dish but cannot stand alone as a dish. For example, pickles or bacon. Bacon can stand alone. But no, it can't. Is it a side to eggs, yeah. or is it a? It's not a state. Listen, do you not you, just eat bacon just for just just? We've went over bacon? this. We don't. I mean, I don't. no, we, I, I don't. I have it with a meal. You you don't you eat bacon, but you you take the time out of your day, Bart, to fry bacon and eat it alone. Yes, I when, do. Name one time that this ever happened. Well, <laughs> uh, whenever whenever my my parents like like fry bacon or something, like I just need some bread. I got bacon. I'm good to go. So there so you go. You, you eat, eat it. bread. Yeah, so you're making a sandwich. You out. put it on top of your bread. You're putting a condiment on top of your piece of bread, making it a baking sandwich. <laughs> I don't put it on top. It's just, it's wet. <laughs> it's greasy. <laughs> I need something to okay, absorb well, it. Con- well, condiments are wet, so. Yeah, absolutely. Salt? That's, that's a, uh, <laughs> that is a condiment, yeah. Salt's a seasoning. Salt's a seasoning. Salt is also a topping, you know. Well, like, so... To Matt's point of like you're using it as a flavor to enhance the flavor of something else, we have bacon flavored everything now. You have bacon flavored sunflower seeds. You have bacon flavored. I'm sure there's bacon flavored whiskey if there isn't. Did you guys? Did, that. There might be. Did you guys know that there's a whole Reddit channel like Reddit thing thread? I'm sorry, I don't even know what there's a called dedicated Red. to this topic. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. It's a. It's so a is ham thread. a condiment? Uh, depends mm-hmm. on context. So hold, but what, wait, what, but ham you can what? have as a whole Christmas like meal, like you can have a spiral you cut can. ham. As right, like you can have a whole egg. ass ham for Christmas, or you could just slice it up, put it on your sandwich. Yeah, you can do the same thing with, a, with that, bacon. That's but if you're like if you're having a nice like pulled pork sandwich, and then you like have slices of ham and bacon to put on top pork of it. Condiment? Is what? Is no, pulled pork a condiment if it's a, no, it's a pulled pork not. sandwich? Why would it be? It's a staple of the sandwich. Yeah, okay, that is so sandwich. if bacon is the staple of the sandwich, then it's not a condiment. Okay, but, but a it's not a staple. Is not the, right. like, that's You're adding the bacon to the cheeseburger. But if Bart is having a bacon sandwich, which quite which, frankly yeah, are delicious, they are. It is it that is the staple Correct. of the sandwich. So Therefore, it is not a condiment. That's a I have not a condiment. The, hold on, everybody, shut up. Let's define condiment you again. Shut up. Something added to <laughs> to food to enhance its flavor. Okay, Chris, maybe later. Let's look at a baked <laughs> potato. Definitely needs its flavor enhanced, right? So you pile on butter, sour cream, chives, crumbled bacon. Talk there you go. Bacon 
It's the definition of, in this case, a condiment. If Excuse you scramble me. eggs, toast some bread, and fry some bacon, you have breakfast, but none of those three items appear as a condiment. So it's like you well, can actually, if you there do you go, a breakfast bowl and you have like the eggs in the main part and like some hash browns in there, but then you crumbled up bacon, put it on there, then bacon's topping or condiment again. Excuse <laughs> me, who puts stuff on their baked potato? You don't eat it just plain. Oh, I do. I mean, Weirdos. sometimes, but like, well, okay. I mean, I put stuff. Anyway, so. Have you never put stuff in your baked potato, Chris? Loaded baked potatoes are life. They are. I actually really want yeah. to put mashed potatoes on a burger now. You, you can. can you try this. You can. You absolutely can. For science. I'm going to be honest. One of my friends on Snapchat, I saw he had this heaping mound of, of, of mashed potatoes on this plate. It was the biggest the biggest portion of mashed potatoes I've ever seen in my life. And the very next snap was him cutting into the steak that was underneath the mashed potatoes. <laughs> oh my God. I didn't. He just ruined I, the steak. Well, I wasn't sure if I should be appalled or proud of him or I, I just, I didn't know. I, I, I didn't. I was lost. But do you like mashed potatoes that much for, for it to go on top of a steak? I mean, uh, personally, I, no. I, I but love mashed potatoes. I mean, I love mashed potatoes. I do too, but it's like I just feel like you're ruining and whatever like uh, condiments are on the steak. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seasonings. I'm sorry. So, like, if you bacon wrap a steak, so our our fries a condiment. They are a side part. They are a side. <laughs> so why, why can't bacon be a side? Because it's not a side. It's because something it's side used to breakfast. enhance. A, a condiment is used to enhance the flavor of something. Bacon enhances flavor. I, I, I don't. I don't. I don't want that. I'm. I'm eating bacon because I love bacon. Not okay, because so like you're eating a condiment. Else. So are you having bacon on a no cheeseburger sense. to enhance the burger? Do you eat pickles you know, by themselves? Do you, Bart? Yes. 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 There you go. Yeah. You guys are eating condiments by themselves. No. Okay. When yes, I go, are. when I go let me, home, let me to just visit pour some parents, salt down my throat real quick. That's that that is oh, when my I go God. home, when I go like home to visit ketchup. my parents, my, my dad Mustard. will always cook up like Do a half know? pound of bacon, and just eat that by itself. So yes, it can be the staple of a meal. Okay. Yeah, so it can be, but we're saying like. We're, we're talking about like the thin slices like, of bacon. Like yeah. thin slices of bacon is fine. Yeah. No, these like, are thin but, slices of bacon. Well, no, no, like, no. If no, either no. way, okay, if you were putting it on a cheeseburger, is it a condiment? That is what this of course, started this whole absolutely... conversation in the chat anyways. It, it is because it enhances the flavor. Exactly. All right, but before this conversation started, I had like no opinion. Now I'm so against whatever you guys are saying. <laughs> now you have right? burning you opinions. Do, you do not make, y'all don't make any sense. You don't make any sense. You don't make any sense. You don't, don't make, make any sense. sense. We make the total sense. No, you're yeah, wrong. This is, this is actually, we are in an inception right now. This is a dream within a dream. And none of this makes sense. Bacon with inside of a bacon. And bacon Am I about to wake up? Yes, the die is about to stop spinning. Uh, well, it's a top, not a, a top. I don't spin. I apologize. <laughs> I'm so. I don't even know. Anyway, so listen. This is. These are our thoughts on bacon as a condiment. Obviously, it is. It is. Whatever Chris and Bart say, they're totally wrong. Uh, I felt like we countered everything y'all said, but not, we not well, not not very well. You guys had no good counter arguments at it all. It was a perfect counter argument. I don't know about that flawless he, execution. Yeah, well, that's debatable. Your flawless as well. execution. It, thank you. <laughs> Listen, 
you all think bacon is a condiment is not a condiment, let us know on Twitter. Let us know on Instagram. We will gladly debate on there as well. Moving on, we also uh, review food and beer as well. Uh, Mr. Mr. I was going to call him Mr. Bacon. Well, there is a Kevin Bacon. Mr. Kevin, uh, he went to Oswego Brewing Company. Tell us what you had there, sir. Yeah, so this is my new weekly Friday activity. Um, but I went there and had Oswego Brewing Company's Oktoberfest. And this is the first ever Oktoberfest, Oktoberfest beer that I've ever tried. I know it's a very popular thing. Well, you've and never beer. tried Oktoberfest beer? Nope, not until this year. Wow. And Look at you. I'm, I'm like German in lineage, so it's kind of shocking that I've never tried it. I didn't think I would like it because it's a darker beer than I typically like, but it's not too dark, I found out. And I really liked it. Oktoberfest is good. Um, I do think it has kind of a weird aftertaste. Not weird. That's not the right word. It's an interesting one. I don't know how to describe it. But overall, really, really freaking good. Really happy about it. Have ordered it again since. We'll order it again next time I go. And I would give it an 8.1 out of 10. And I don't know how you guys feel about Oktoberfest beers, but I feel like that's a pretty good rating. They all taste I different. am a big fan of Oktoberfest beer, no matter what it is. Yeah, I love that's, it. That's a lie. IPAs. I'm not a, I'm not a big IPA person. By any means. Do they make Oktoberfest IPAs though? Is that I they? thought they did. And I really... if they didn't, it, that would just be an assumption. Okay. They, yeah. I really they hope they stop. wouldn't. Yeah, they should definitely stop right now. So, Kevin, you give uh, the Oktoberfest from Oswego Brewing Company an eight point one. Is that yeah. correct? Yep. All right, nice. And that is not their best beer. I've had multiple, but you guys will have to wait to find out Ooh. about the other ones. Ooh, spicy. It's making us wait for things. Okay. <laughs> Kinky, kinky. Anyway, all right. <laughs> Sorry. I, I, moving on. Moving on. I apologize. All right. So, as I mentioned, uh, Matt Nagy is, all of a sudden is a genius. But before we go into that, um, Bill O'Brien got fired, was fired today. Um, apparently, though, there's a rumor that he's actually still staying on as the play caller. But he's fired. Yeah, I know, Bart. I heard it, too. Essentially, like, he'd be an offensive coordinator, which makes no sense to me at all whatsoever. But, I don't know, I guess we'll have to wait and see until this is all gone. Um, I have plenty of thoughts on this, but Chris, I'm going to let you go first. What do you think of Bob? What do you think of Bill O'Brien? Uh, he's an idiot. Complete moron. I, I don't know. I, 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 I just want to know. I want to interview him and just ask him, what direction were you taking that team in? He'd swear at you. I, I don't care. He'd call you many mean names. Oh, well, I have a job at least. <laughs> Savage. Well, apparently he might still have a job too. So. Yeah. So like well, we got to figure this whole play call. So thing. he maybe might have a internship. <laughs> cool. Uh, I mean, a really well-paying one, but well, uh, the Texans probably just didn't want to pay out the rest of his contract for him not to work. So they're like, go stay on the sideline. The amount that of first-round picks this man <laughs> traded away. Like, he, he traded away a couple of them. It had to have been a couple. It had to be, like, well, I saw it. Like, he traded away, first of all, DeAndre Hopkins. Then uh, he traded away. Oh, who was the running back that he traded that he thought wouldn't help Sean Watson at all? The running back? Yes. Didn't trade running back? Duke Johnson. Duke Johnson. There you go. Which, I mean, now he's a third trainer for Cleveland. So, I guess. So... I guess. It's fine. But the biggest thing was that One he did good trade. Move. He did trade DeAndre Hopkins, and as you can see, Deshaun he Watson, traded. He traded a first round pick for Laramie Tunsil. Yeah, 
Also, Dallas. which now they're probably going to get rid of Laramie Tunsil. Yeah, yeah. he's not <laughs> too good. And then, didn't they have Honey Badger at one point? Didn't that happen? I think yeah, yeah, yeah but Tyron yeah. Matthews on the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah, he won a Super Bowl elsewhere. Oh, uh, so you so, got so basically fired. the Texans are the Maple Leafs of the NFL. I don't know if you could say that. I don't know. That's, that's a fair comparison. Uh, that is kind of. I mean, that's close. I don't hate. Yeah, I'd say that's fair. They've had a I, lot of good players go through there. I mean, and you I had, only say that on the basis of let's trade this guy away because he's not going to do anything for a franchise. Oh, look at him! He's hoisting the Lombardi Trophy next year. Yeah, I mean, also JJ Watt's injured every year, so you can't really fault him on that. But he got rid of Javian Clowney as well, so I mean. There's another screw up. I mean, I just I don't understand this man. And I, never did. I mean, I just don't think that. the return was that good. But Davian Clowney didn't do anything special either, really. Though. Well, on the Texans, he was he was pretty good. I, I mean, he's getting complimented JJ Watt pretty well. Yeah, he did compliment JJ Watt very well when he JJ Watt wasn't injured. So it wasn't it wasn't bad. But that's a, he wasn't bad, I should say. But. Oh, I'm surprised he lasted this long. Yeah, yeah six honestly. freaking years. Oh man, it's just it's funny because Adam Gates is still head coach. So Oof. I wish Bill O'Brien would have traded Deshaun Watson today if he thought he was going to get fired. Like as soon as the owner <laughs> oh, calls a meeting, funny. as soon as the tw- uh, owner calls a meeting, just like, hey, uh, who wants to Deshaun Watson for a seventh round pick? <laughs> if he knew he was getting fired, he probably snorted some coke and do that for sure. He would definitely go and be like, oh, Ryan, give me Trubisky for Deshaun Watson. That's how he talks. I don't know, probably. I, I would not have been, after code, I would probably. not have come on this podcast if Deshaun Watson got traded to the Bears today because I would Wait, not have went to listen like... to you two. Oh, um, well, so moving on to the Bears, actually. Moving on to the Bears. Kevin. They, Kevin, they still have Matt Nagy, so it wouldn't have helped. Um, <laughs> anyway, so the Bears He's lost. so much calls. better with Deshaun well, they of course we would. Um, but Bears lost to the Colts. Um, how do I describe this? I get that it wasn't all Mitch's fault. Mitch still sucked. He he wasn't good. But neither is Foles. So it's like you, you you're Who's surprised. Nagy is. I'm not surprised anymore. I'm not. Nagy. What he's trying to do is fit a square peg into a round hole, and it ain't working. It's just not working. Yeah, I just think Matt Nagy, he has all these, like, incredible-looking plays, like, super complicated. Like, I, I don't think it would work anywhere, honestly. His plays, I can find – I can turn on Madden right now and find them. I can find the curl routes. I can find the play-action tight end hitch. I can find the end around on a third and whatever he did to whoever he did it to. So, I mean, you know, he isn't that creative. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, 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 I think that there's just so many holes on this team as well, too. Like, we, in the offseason, we're thinking, all right, this is, like, the best wide receiver group we've had. Not good. Not good. Anthony Miller Miller (laughs) has had so many drops just already. Mooney, he looks like he's going to be something solid, but, but, like, I don't know. He's not going to be anything special either. Allen Robinson's getting targeted, like, 15 times a game, and it, it works, but it's not. It's not going to get us uh, too many wins. Um, the running backs, I mean, besides Montgomery, like, why are you still using Cordell Patterson on a third and one? They did the they did sign Lamar Miller, so 
to the practice squad. Well, yeah, he's probably going to get promoted sooner rather than later because I... Well, he'll probably get hurt on the way to the door, so... Um, <laughs> yeah, right. Of course. I mean, yeah. they have to do something in order to get Cordell Patterson out of there. Just keep him on special teams. He is... He he falls over. Like, he runs through a hole, but then falls over when he doesn't see any... Well, no, he runs straight through the hole, but if there's nothing there, like, you watch when uh, Montgomery runs, he runs towards the hole, it's not there, he bounces outside. Cordell Patterson, he doesn't have that vision. He's not a running back. He's a wide receiver. Yeah. He runs straight, he runs to where he's supposed to go, and then after that, like, it's just kind of whatever. R- running backs, they have that vision to jump from hole to hole if they have to. I mean, Pagano's defense isn't working either. I don't know what the hell's going on there. I mean, they're just playing prevent at this point. And yeah, working. they're playing safe, which, I mean, it, it pretty much worked, but we're not getting turnovers. Robert Quinn doesn't exist. Um, Mac well, has been hard to find. Yeah, Mac can't catch an interception. So that's straight in his hands that I could have caught. Okay. All right, Matt. Okay. I could have. Put me on social field of fans. Nobody sees me. You know, if nobody sees you, you catch it. So (laughs) it's true. I'm just telling you. Yeah. I mean, there's so many holes on this team. Um, And so I know when we talked to Lucas, Lucas is really high on Ryan Pace, but this is like, if this continues this way, and I know it's only been one game for Nick Foles. So like, I'm not going to. I'm not going to demand to fire Ryan Pace right now, but uh, like in my opinion, his job's on the hot seat. Yeah, I mean, here's what. Yeah, uh, the O line wasn't good either. I I couldn't like I couldn't even mourn this loss for a week. Like we got to play on Thursday again, and nonetheless we play against Tom Brady in the box. Which I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Like I I was here. We'll like, oh, it's Maybe. a good thing. It's a short week, but. Yeah. I feel like Nick Foles needs more reps too, but yeah, Nagy has to take that menu straight back to Denny's and think of someone else really fast. So I say they put Mitch Trubisky for ten plays and then put in Nick Foles. Yeah, I know. Then you're gonna lose the team. <laughs> like who the I, fuck's it, the quarterback? <laughs> I mean, that's that's the only way Nick Foles is gonna be good. So <laughs> yeah, I I don't know about that. Moving on, Joe Burrow gets his first W. Um, against the Jaguars, nonetheless, but, you know, a dub's a dub, so not not a bad game. Kevin, I know you were high on him. You think he, you thought that he was going to win Rookie of the Year. Just yeah. kidding. No, you didn't. <laughs> but uh, he was pretty good yesterday, though. What did you guys think? Yeah. I, I will say I don't think he's going to be a bust anymore. I don't think he's going to be a number one overall draft pick worthy, so maybe that qualifies him as bust. But he is looking good. Um, I think he will lead the Bengals to a whole four wins this year. Doing great. Maybe three. He, he might live up to my hype. Um, they got to get him a receiver. AJ Green isn't AJ Green anymore. Well, yeah, he has been AJ Green for like three years. Um, I, I don't think AJ Green has a leg. So, yeah, no. When you're the only one receiver on the team for 10 years and you're just getting hit by every defender, yeah, you're not going to. Do well anymore. That's why Megatron retired early. I'm surprised AJ Green hasn't retired yet. But I do think that uh, Joe Burrow is looking good. I mean, he had that one game with what, like 63 pass attempts um, in like week two. So yeah, against the Browns. He's had, uh, I think he's had uh, three uh, 300 yard games already. So yeah. that's that's nothing to shake your head at. He's definitely Joe looking Burrow good. Joe Burrow is the first player in NFL history to have. Th- 300 yard passing passing games in his first three starts so 
that's something um, to note, especially on a Bengals team that hasn't been particularly good. That's a false. That's Justin Herbert. <laughs> Joe Burrow's had it in three of his first four. Justin Herbert's had it in all three of his three. Um, fact checked. <laughs> all right. Um, but I didn't even know either, so... <laughs> Yeah, I only know that because they said they're the Chargers team yesterday. Um, but they might have been wrong at the time or right at the time. Well, Joe Burrow didn't have 300 in his first game. Um, he only had two something. But he has looked good in all four games, regardless. But I feel bad. The main reason I thought Joe Burrow was going to be a buzz was the fact that he's in Cincinnati. And I think we all agree that's not a great place for a quarterback to develop. Well, yeah, I just asked Andy Dalton. Or yeah, Carson seriously. Palmer. Or what? Or Carson, Carson, Palmer. Carson Palmer. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's more, yeah. I mean, I don't know. They finally have a good coach. I, he can't really do much about the fact that he doesn't have good players around him. Um, he's going to have to wait a couple of years to get a good team. But I think the Bengals are going to be solid eventually, maybe in the next four years. I'll give them four years. You know, they finally have something to cheer on. Uh, Tom Brady throws for five touchdowns and gets past the Chargers. But Herbert... Um, he's good. It's unfortunate that Tyrod Taylor got, you know, he, he got benched the way he did, um, or Herbert got to start over Tyrod Taylor the, in the way that he did. But, uh, Herbert was good, man. Three tutties, you know, 290, one interception, not, not bad at all whatsoever for, for a guy that was supposed to set out the year. Yeah, no, uh, Herbert is pretty much what we hoped Trubisky would become. So, like, watching him is even more painful because they, they are so similar, except Herbert can actually make the throws uh, going deep. He, he he drops some dimes. I thought um, that was more Josh Allen is what I thought Trubisky would be. No. Yeah. Josh Allen is, is – he's a gunslinger. Uh, I mean, that, that dude is just something else. Like, he's he, – I don't think I've, we've seen a quarterback like him before he's just barreling over guys too he's he's a big boy he he's a big boy i think you know you can definitely compare him to uh as much as i hate to say it i think it's a fair comparison jay cutler jay cutler had the same body type uh he was jay cutler was barreling people over when he was running too uh he was a gunslinger uh he doesn't have Cutler's decision making i can tell you that much but <laughs> it's i think it's a fair comparison i don't know that would be a little bit more fair, but Trubisky is definitely not anything close to that. Yeah, because I mean, Josh Allen has. I thought I was hoping. <laughs> I will say that um, I think Justin Herbert is what people expected Marcus Mariota to be. Coming out of Oregon, same system. Oh yeah, that's spread, true. running yeah. ability, same arm, but Mariota was not good. Yeah, I think I think he's in a better situation with the Chargers too. I mean, he has uh, he has Keenan Allen to throw to. Uh, uh, Henry is a he's a good tight end as long as he stays healthy. Uh, and then Mike Williams, I mean, he hasn't really uh, he was drafted pretty high his draft year, but he hasn't really turned out to what they were hoped so. But he's still he still has uh, high hopes for them too. So yeah, I think he's in a better situation, which. Well, definitely. Compared to like Joe Burrow in, in Cincinnati, I think he has a better better uh, future. Um, and then there's NFC East. Mm. 
I didn't even know what to say at this point. I don't know how you could be so bad as a division. I thought that the Washington football team was going to somehow pull this off, but I guess the Eagles have got in the first place right now. One win, two losses, and a tie. And <laughs> it makes no sense. It this this division is such a joke. And and the Cowboys, I mean, Dak Prescott's pretty much throwing like 450 yards a game. He threw f- uh, a 500 on Sunday, um, and four TDs. The the, the Cowboys, Cowboys can I, the Cowboys can't. I don't understand. I don't understand the Cowboys at all whatsoever. They ha- they are so good on paper every single year, and then somehow, some way, they manage to do this. I mean, we all know why the Browns played so good because Odell was pooped on before the game, right on his chest, and that's why he was so good. So, <laughs> you're laughing, Barb, but it probably happened. I mean, if that's what gets him going, then you know what? Do it every week. I don't care. I got you yeah. on my fantasy team. So. Seriously, if he's going to start playing like that, I'll start playing him. Well, I mean, you benched him. So, yeah, I would have won in fantasy this week. Now I need Calvin Ridley. Give me 20 points. And he hasn't had a catch yet through the first half. Mr. Christopher, please give me your analytical thoughts with your three master's degrees about fantasy East. <laughs> Is going to be an under 500 team that wins this division. And that under 500 team is going to win their first game in the playoffs. Do no. you think so? That's, that's going to be my, that's going to be my over exaggerated way too early pick. But I think whatever team that, that, that the NFC East produces, they're going to win their first playoff game. Cause I think they're just going to be so overshadowed no matter who it is. Here's the thing. I think the winner of this division is going to have six wins, though. I don't know if there's going to be a seven-win team. <laughs> See, I was looking at seven to nine. I don't. I don't know. Maybe the Cowboys can come back and go eight and eight. Maybe if they have a good run, but they always That's falter late in the season. Well, they, they always falter late in the season. So, well, they're faltering early in the season this year because mixing it up this time, keeping us on our toes. Yeah, Jerry Jones must love this. Probably drinking all the Johnny Walker blue that he can. <laughs> uh, you know, I, way I, to get through this. I think the uh, Cowboys' real issue is they don't have somebody clapping on the sidelines now. They miss Jason. You're right. They need Mister Clapper, but especially for the defense. The defense, like looking at the sideline, like who's clapping? No one's clapping. Yeah. They don't have anyone to fake high fives to. Or, I'm sorry, yeah, Jason Garrett doesn't have anyone to fake high five to. So. Yeah. The defense lost all their motivation not being clapped at 24-7. So, sorry, Dallas fans. Not looking good for you. Um, I mean, not Jason it, doesn't look for, for, it doesn't look good for anybody. Uh, the well, Eagles won. Fresh, let's be real. The, that's true. I mean, the Eagles only won just because like Carson Wentz willed them to win. Like, <laughs> I don't know if y'all watched that game, but it was just Carson Wentz doing whatever he can to try to get down the field. And Which, then that defense was really good too. Hot take. Chris, I know you're going to love this one. I want your feedback on this. Carson Wentz you're wrong. will be benched. Thank you. I agree. Carson Wentz, Wentz will be benched by week six and Jalen Hurts. Will be named starter. Jalen Hurts already has two fumbles. Yeah, Jalen Hurts had no. a third, like thirty something <laughs> last night. I don't care. <laughs> he touched Jaylen the ball Hurts. once and he fumbled it. Jalen Hurts, week six or week seven starter. <laughs> that take is so uh, ice cold, man. But I, if it happens, I'm gonna look like a genius. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't Carson know how you're Peterson on a and the downward trajectory 
since Carson, his rookie year. But the thing is, is like, do you Carson? Is that what you said about Carson Wentz, Kevin? Yeah. Uh, but the thing is, it's like they don't. He doesn't have any weapons around him. His offensive line sucks. Yeah, because they got rid of Nelson Aguilar. The def- well, he couldn't catch anything anyway. He couldn't catch a baby falling out of a burning building. Well, but he still has more TDs. <laughs> it's, yeah, correct. And the whole so, Eagles offense. So. Did you guys know, by the way, the Bears are the only team going into Week Four without a rushing touchdown? Yeah, it's a joke. Yeah, fun fact. Did you one Week Four? Or, nope. Nope. Did you name score a touchdown? Did you? Mm, we did. Actually. No, we did score. We did score. I stopped watching when it was sixteen three. Yeah, I I should have done that too. So, okay. Continuing. Well, also, Philip Rivers is hilarious, but yeah, uh, yeah the the I don't know NFC East. Uh, I think there's going to be a six game winner. Might be might be seven. Hopefully, the Cowboys can make it watchable and go win eight games and be a five hundred team that wins the division. I don't know. Maybe the Giants. I really, I really maybe hope the Giants are losing. Yeah. <laughs> hey man, the Washington football team. If the Washington football team makes the playoffs, they're gonna make so much money off merchandise. I'm gonna hate it because they're changing their team name as soon as the season's over. Alex Smith is gonna come in mid-season and he's gonna save the team. Um, maybe he might put up a fiery motivational speech about his leg and then go in and then he's his third string quarterback. I mean, yeah. he's their second string quarterback, Kyle Ryan. Or Kyle, Kyle Allen. Sorry. What? So many Allens. How is, how is he – why is he the second-string quarterback? What well, you have you seen Alex Smith's leg? Have you yeah. seen well, it? Well, he's still – he's bad. He's fully cleared for football activities, and he's a good uh, quarterback. Yeah, I don't I, know if he's actually cleared. He I might don't know be if like – He might be like, you can play, but motivationally not, not so fast. He's motivationally cleared. That's right. <laughs> that, exactly. In many new terms over here. All right, boys. Moving <laughs> on to some sports. Moving on to some sports with with the playoff with some playoffs. Uh, NBA finals are going on. The Heat and the Lakers, obviously. Uh, so the Heat avoid a sweep, and Jimmy Butler just might make this a series. Um, Kevin, I don't need you right now. I need oh. I don't need your sass. Oh. Um, but essentially, you know, Jimmy G buckets. The G stands for gets. Um, Lakers ain't gonna be ready. What's coming to him? Game four, man. Wait, Bam might come what back. Is, what does the G stand for? Gets. Sorry, I don't listen to nonsense. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, Jimmy. Jimmy was getting buckets last night for sure. And Bam might come back for game four, so that'll definitely be a series to watch if he does. I mean, what do you? I mean, I don't know. Like I said, I said Lakers in six. I hope there's, and I hope that then I then I said I hope there's a game seven, but I said Lakers in six, so it might be competitive. Well, I know me and Bart are on the Lakers in five train, so it's looking good for us. We're we're thriving right now. Um, LeBron walks off the court pissed off. Love it. With uh, so you love it when he's walking off the court with ten seconds left to play. Uh, Point point seven seconds left. That was ridiculous, man. I mean, come on. I don't know if he just literally thought the game was over and that they didn't like. I don't know. You do. I'm just. How do you not see the scoreboard? You're the greatest player who's ever played the game. How do you not know how much time is left? Because why didn't they? You're also like 40, so so like be an adult. I mean, come on. I'm kidding. He's 34, 35, um, but 36. 30. Jesus, he's old. (laughs) Yes. But. Like, uh, why did why don't they? When uh, someone asked wait. him, hold on, Kevin. When someone asked him if he didn't know how much time was left or if he was frustrated, he's like, "Nah, 
both. That is not an acceptable answer, dude. No, it's not. At least yeah. apologize for what you said no, for what you did. He should, but he's also pissed off, so he's about to go for forty. I understand, minutes, but it's game three. Mad. It's a game three of an NBA Finals, which like it's you're you expect you're not gonna expect. I'm sorry. Like I get that you wanted to sweep, but you didn't get the sweep. Whatever, be the okay. bigger man Matt, and walk off after the game is over. But Matt, here's the thing. This is why I think he was upset. I'm not justifying his action. Like it was childish. But you're about to. No, you're literally about to. <laughs> no, I'm literally admitting that. Yeah, it was ridiculous, and you should apologize for it. But he's pissed off. So it's but, 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 <laughs> uh-huh. but I think the reason that he was pissed off and acting like that is you have. Myers Leonard and Kelly Olynyk guarding AD for an entire game. Not Bam Adebayo. Jesus, words are hard. But instead of Bam, you have Kelly Olynyk and Myers Leonard. And Anthony Davis has 15 points. He only had like five at halftime. That's horrendous. Like AD should have easily put up 35 that game. They should have easily. Okay, won. so why is that a case of LeBron getting mad? I don't understand. Because walking he's off like, the court. Because he's like AD. Get your nonsense together. You have Kelly Olynyk guarding you. You're the second best player in the that NBA. That is the most. That is no. the stupidest. No. Oh, I don't even know what's Sadie right now. No. Okay. That well, Jordan would have went to practice no. and punched somebody in the face. If I would rather see that. that out of LeBron. Yeah, dude. Than him but walk off the court. I would have rather him walked off the court and then punch someone in the face. And be like, you suck. So, I mean, obviously LeBron's not going to punch anyone in the face, but I think that's the reason he was pissed off. Should he have done what he did? No, but he did it. Lived with it, and he's gonna go for 40, 15, and 12 in the next two games. And yeah, I don't know about that. I yeah, think no. this off LeBron's unsolvable. We saw it in Miami, those second and third years. LeBron was also 36. He's the Aaron Rodgers of the league, but <laughs> <laughs> that's salty. <laughs> Oh boy! I know everyone Bart. talked about it. Yet. <laughs> You're gonna you've unlocked a different animal, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> that look was so priceless. Man, oh we need broken. I I can't. <laughs> uh, Lakers in five. Good for Jimmy G for winning a game. Eighty better is nonsense. The other Nets game. I hate Bart. Okay, continue. <laughs> Because it's true, and he knows it. He's it's like, yeah, true. He's kind of right. <laughs> he, I he's, mean. The, he's the pain man. Oh boy. Um, before we go, before we move on to baseball, let's talk some hockey. There was some hockey news. So, well, concerning the Blackhawks, at least they traded Olimata to the Kings. Pure salary camp dump. Uh, Bart told me I was like, huh? And then I looked for it's for who it was. I'm like, perfect. We can resign like seven people now. Not really. Not really. Not at all. Um, <laughs> but what do you think of this move? Yeah, no, it was, it was, uh, I, I was hoping for like a draft pick or something like that. I mean, the, the guy that we got has been pretty much in the ECHL for, for a while. He's going straight to the straight to Rockford. <laughs> uh, yeah. Rockford or, or, uh, uh steel. Um, so, uh, but, but I didn't care. I knew that we were either going to have to buy out Olimata or we'd have to uh, figure out a trade. This works for me. Uh, we do retain like a small part of his salary, but it's not much. So $700,000. Um, that's it. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's I would league minimum stuff. Exactly. So I'm not, I'm, I'm happy with it. Uh, I think it's actually a pretty decent trade for LA too. 
uh, gives them a, a, a veteran defender who's uh, been to the playoffs. Uh, and so this, he might actually help them out, get on the, on the right trajectory. So, cause he, he did play well. He, he played, he played pr- uh, fairly well during the season. So he did, he did, especially in the playoffs, him and Cuckoo were, were a really good pair. So I got a question for you guys, just cause you're our resident Blackhawk fans, but with this salary dump, who do they go after? Uh, well, they need, to resign, they need to resign Kubelik first. Okay. I think Kubelik's the main uh, main part of why they did this. Um, I don't know, Bart. What do you What do you think? Yeah. I, I I think it was the street for Kubelik, and then then uh, some money for Crawford. I would assume, hopefully, if I there's any left. So. Yeah, yeah. No, they they got to resign Crawford. I mean, they're not going to go after anyone else at this point. It's going to be uh, the, the price for, for the goaltenders in free agency right now. It's, it's just going to be too high, um, which the market will be lower for the goaltenders, but it's not going to be low enough for the Blackhawks to, to dish out like $5 million, $6 million. Uh, They're going to be able to afford maybe two or three a year for a goalie. So if, if the Hawks could just agree with uh, with Crow for like a two-year deal, maybe like around $3.5, 4, $4 million, I think that'd be fair. Uh, and then Kubelik is probably going to be around the same, probably like 4.5. Um, and yeah, then Dylan Strom, like you don't – you just put the, the, the qualifying tag on him. And if someone actually wants to pay the man <laughs> – then, then I mean, you could either let him go, or you could try to match it, which I don't think it'll be much either. Anyways, the so qualifying the qualifying is that a franchise tag? Technically speaking, uh, not really. It it basically says that if you slap someone with a qualifying offer and they don't accept it and they go into free agency, then if a team wants to pick up a an RFA that has a qualifying offer, they have to submit basically an equal amount. And then the original team. So let's just say like, I don't know, the wild want Kubelik, right? And then they offer him the same amount that the Blackhawks did in their qualifying offer. Or excuse me, the wild can offer. Yeah. Yeah. The wild can offer him a contract. And then if the Blackhawks want to match it within seven days, they can. But if they don't, then they have to give up compository picks for it, depending on how much the Wild pay for them. Yeah, so... It, and your NHL education brought to you by Chris. Yeah, so this, <laughs> this happened last, last season with Sebastian Ajo. Uh, the uh, Montreal Canadiens put a qualifying offer to him and... and uh, obviously, Carolina, uh, Carolina matched the offer. So, yeah. And this is going to be a big storyline with uh, Barzell this offseason, too. Yeah, that's going to be super interesting. Yeah. Lou, uh, who's their GM? Lou? Lou Lamarillo. That, yeah. dude's, that dude's a, he's a hard ass, too. Yeah. So. He literally said, uh, teams, throw out whatever you want. We're going to sign them no matter what the offer sheet is. So I'm waiting for somebody to throw out like $17 million. Just be like, all right, have fun. Screw your team over. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't like, think he would. Do well, that. Like, yeah, if he doesn't match that, that other team's absolutely hosed then because then they have a 17 well, yeah. contract. Yeah. So, oh, God. 
it's a risk because it's like if if the contract is between like nine to like eleven million, you're giving away three first round picks. Yeah, and you have, like, is that worth it? <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I mean, it's tough I, to say. I mean, I, I, I mean, I think with maybe Barzell, yes, but like, look at some of the like nine to eleven million dollar contracts that have been handed out over the last couple of years. Absolutely not. <laughs> like, if you're looking at a guy who's a McDavid or a Matthews who's making that kind of money, yeah, sure, because those are franchise-changing types of talent. So you got to look at it. Like, if you're going to offer a guy that much money, for one, he's got to be a goal scorer, in my opinion, and two, is he a franchise-changing talent? And Barzell just isn't there, in my opinion. He's he's definitely elite though. He's he's oh, definitely sure. up there. But I do I I do agree with that. I mean I think he could actually be that franchise talent on a team that liked offense, not Barry Trotz. You have to score one goal a game. And that's yeah. it. Yeah. If you score more than that, you're on the bench. <laughs> so I think that's another thing to consider. So free agency actually starts with the NHL on October 9th. So that'll be interesting to see. But before that comes the draft, which is October 6th. Um, so we kind of know the top three picks. I mean, Lafreniere is probably going to go first, then Byfield, and then, how do you say that? Stutzel, right? Stutzel? I believe so. I, it's Stutzel. 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 I'm sorry, Chris. Yeah. I apologize. Um, what, are we, what are we thinking for our favorite teams? Blues, Blues, uh, Arthur and Blues fans, what are you guys, what are you guys thinking? Yeah, it'd be Chris or Kevin. Kevin or Chris. Well, I was going to let Chris go first. <laughs> He's paused. So, um, Chris, what do you think? We have paused for station identification. Mm-hmm. Inside the minds. Chris, go on. <laughs> Inside the minds. Um, I don't know. I mean, I've been – I've seen a lot of different angles that the Blues could possibly take. The thing is, is that it – this draft – other than the number one pick, in my eyes, two through 27 maybe are so far up in the air that it, it's really hard to pinpoint just one player that that is going to exactly fall in this order. Even if you're in the top top eight, you really don't, don't know who's going to go where. Um, I, d- I did work for the Chicago Steel, which is a USHL team a uh, major junior team in Chicago. There are a couple guys there that are projected to go into the first round. Uh, Brendan Brisson, he's a, he's a pretty decently sized center. Uh, he's supposed to go kind of mid-late first round and then Sam Colagano, which or Colangelo, which uh, he was a winger for the Steel, and he's supposed to go late first round. I, I think it would be kind of cool to see either one of those two go to the Blues just because I, I got to meet him a handful of times and just have gotten to know them a little bit. And they're both great guys. So I think it would be kind of cool to see both of them fall to my favorite team. But I don't know. Some of the projections in this Dylan Holloway kid from Wisconsin, I the more that I, the more that I read into him, the more that I see his stats, I really like what he could bring. He's definitely not an NHL talent immediately, but I think once he gets to that point, he's going to be what the Blues have been looking for in a goal scorer. 
And I think if, especially if he develops well, he's, he, I think he could be a diamond in the rough. Yeah. I agree with everything that Tris said. Um, I think I wish free agency was happening before the draft because I think the direction the blue state depends on what Petrangelo does. Um, because obviously we'll need a defenseman slot to eventually fill. I think we would go with the Ryan O'Rourke area and have our faith in the uh, roar category. Because um, if we had two roars, we'd have more than every other team. So that'd be our. You are you are a saint, Kevin. Never change. Uh, yeah, I know. Um, but I also kind of like the Dylan Holloway thing. I mean, we have Scotty Perunovich, who's also out of Wisconsin. So there'd be a connection there coming up through the pipeline. I don't know. It'll be interesting. But like Chris said, kind of this whole first round is just up in the air. So we'll, we'll find out tomorrow. But I don't, I mean, I don't really pay attention to this kind of stuff because I am, I like, I, to me, the NHL name will be draft for the same. These guys really won't develop for the next couple of years. But what do you think? What do you think about the Blackhawks and their chances? Yeah, well, I actually wanted to toss another name for for the Blues as well. So, well, my, my my list is pretty much like a combination. Like it, it as as Chris said, like pretty much from after ten, it's just like you can pretty much put anyone anywhere, which is which is crazy. Um, but another guy that I was looking at is uh, Jacob Perot. So he he actually has a really polished shot. Uh, he looks like he could be a really exciting player. I, I have also, like, the more highlights I watch of Dylan Holloway, the more I like him. Um, the Blackhawks have, all, uh, have always missed that, that kind of physicality for a while now. Um, he's a guy that can play both wing positions, the center position. Uh, he's, he's a big guy, plays super physical. And so I think, I think adding him would be – would be awesome. Another guy that I was looking at was uh, Dawson Mercer. He's he's more of a complete uh, complete player, uh, a little bit smaller, but I think he's he's also also good fit. He's more of a center, which I don't know um, if that's something that we need. I mean, we we might we'll see what happens with with Jonathan Taze. Of course, you could you always got to uh, be deep at the center position. Uh, and then uh, Connor Zary looks really solid too. And then the one thing I wanted to mention is obviously the Blackhawks have struggled drafting a goalie. Uh, and I was trying to figure out a way if like just maybe the Hawks could move up and draft uh, Askarov, who's uh, without a doubt the best goalie in this draft. Um God, Kevin, you're pissing me off. <laughs> yeah, for those of you who don't see this, obviously you don't. They're listening. Kevin's typing up some garbage in the you know in, in the in the chat. Uh, you know, the last Blackhawks are soft. I I'm trying to stay focused here. The last uh, one's screaming hysterical. My my heart Patrick is Kane like licks, you got pickled Brussels chest. sprouts in the locker room. Not like pickled Brussels sprouts aren't good. I don't understand what you're trying to even say. <sighs> So whatever, whatever. I was Spark, trying to great concentration and it worked. <laughs> I, it did. <laughs> I was I was trying to like like look away and I couldn't. Um, 
but yeah, so back, back to Askarov, he's definitely the best goalie in this draft, but he actually might end up being drafted in the top 10. So there's, there's, there's no chance, uh, especially after the wild drafted or sorry, they, they traded away Devin Dubnik. Um, they're, they're a team that might be looking at him early. So yeah, San Jose is going to be such a weird team, by the way. The, yeah. Weird, very weird. Yeah. You, don't, you don't know whether to count them out or you know, or to pay attention to them. And They're just like, an they're old team full of players that are injury prone, uh, and their contracts are all massive. Like, uh, <laughs> they're screwed. <laughs> and before we move on, Kevin writes: The Blues watch Dirty Dancing after every film session, and the Wild ride Elkson to the stadium. Um, wouldn't be surprised. So, like I said, free agency to start October 9th. Interesting factoid. Uh, well, no, not really interesting because it happened. Henrik Lundqvist got bought out. Um, I didn't think it would happen. I thought he would be traded, but you know, here we are. Um, who do you guys think would be a target? Well, yeah. Who? What teams do you guys think are going to target him? I was here in Colorado. I was going to say the Caps. The Capitals would be a good destination. I mean, they I'm going to say the Blue Jackets. Yeah. Just to throw out a random team. Well, actually, <laughs> so, Kevin, I don't know if you heard it. <laughs> Well, I don't know. Here's the thing. That's not that's not crazy. That's not crazy. And let me explain. The blue the blue jackets are actually there's a rumor out there floating around that they actually made an offer for Line A. So one of the two goalies are gonna have to go. Let's see. There's the thing there's is Lincoln. that there's been a lot of teams to to make offers for Line A. For obvious reasons. He's twenty one years old. He's played over three hundred NHL games already. And he's and he has over hundred and sixty goals in his career. Like why? Why wouldn't you like like a guy like that? And honestly, it blows my mind that Winnipeg wants to even think about shopping him. They it's just his need, teammates know that he's they, a piece of shit. <laughs> well, I mean, I would be too. I don't know. Winnipeg. Or I, all I, of the uh, snow there. It's like the Green Bay of the NHL. Yeah. <laughs> so why would you want to be there? Like, nah. maybe he's trying to get sent to like Florida. I mean, they're they're a good team. Like, it it doesn't make sense. Like, Winnipeg is like known to have a tight knit group and stuff like that. And so, but Winnipeg's the also that, the third or fourth best team in the Central every year. They're not like competing for championships. They're just competing for playoff spots. Right. Which line a the fact that he slacks off for sixty games doesn't help either. Yeah, but he still scores what forty goals a year in twenty games. So, I mean. Every team is going to win a 40 goal score. There's no doubt about that. I mean, like, that's true. He definitely has a shot. I, I think he just needs a good coach as Bart. I'm not going to say he's, he's. But. Like, it just is going to take a coach to like light a fire under him. Like, I don't know much about the Winnipeg coach, but is he a fiery guy? Is he. Uh... That's Paul Maurice. Yeah. He's, oh, he's, he's, he's a great coach. You're right. I couldn't. I was blanking on who it was. But yeah, Blake Wheeler is he a fiery guy? I don't know. Is he a fiery <laughs> guy? Is he like light dinners? Is he like five? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or is Winnipeg having enough team campfires, bonfires, to make the you got to stay warm up there, you know? Yeah, so maybe that's the problem. I have enough campfire songs and alongs. It'll help if you just sing along. 
Yeah, I mean the the leadership group is is really good there. I know I know Bufflin wasn't happy with the front office. Maybe it's the same thing because I know that Line A wanted like more money, a larger deal, and they gave him six point seven like bridge deal, something like that. Yeah. So I know he wasn't really too happy about that, but I mean, I mean, where do you guys see you gotta like, prove Line yourself? A going though, like. Um, Ooh, breaking news. Oilers say McDavid tested positive for the coronavirus and is experiencing mild symptoms. Wait, really? Yes. Oh, dang. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's way after the playoffs, so it looks good. <laughs> well, yeah, I need him in the playoffs. Him well, and, thoughts him to and, Connor uh, McDavid and yeah, speedy absolutely. recovery. Absolutely. Um, I was going to say him and uh, him and Drysaddle can keep training MVP spots and don't make the playoffs. It's fine. That's okay with me. I mean, they will make the playoffs, but it's super sad too. I know you guys just brought up Buffalo, but it's really sad. So I don't think he's ever going to play again. Yeah, but it's his own choice, though. Like, if he wanted to play, the teams would absolutely, yeah, they would trade their entire team away for him. Yeah, uh, but he's I also got that, that busted ankle. <laughs> and everything well, that's happened to him in his career, like it's he's he was such a good player, and to think that he's not oh, going to play again is just just. I don't know. It's it's a little heartbreaking for hockey fans. Absolutely. He he's made all the money in the world though. Um and he's going out on his terms. He's not if he wanted to come back, he could. Like he's cleared from his injury. He just doesn't he doesn't have the motivation now. I don't blame him. He's, from what like I heard, said, he's he's in the middle of nowhere fishing. So that sounds like and a maybe he maybe he likes it. <laughs> I mean if Chris Chris, if you had his career and his money, you'd probably be out somewhere golfing and not on this podcast right now. I mean, I mean for real though. Like, if he's made his money, he's won his Stanley Cup, and it's 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 your time. Like, you have that. Like at that point, you have that right to say, "Yeah, I'm done." He's also always been that guy for like if you if you listen to the uh, Duncan Keith uh, uh, episode on Spit and Chicklets, like he he talks about like. Dustin Bufflin was so good. He didn't have to train, work out, do anything. Like he was just a beast. Like, so, and and he never really did. He was just kind of, he just played and he was just good at it. You know, he didn't really have to work for it, which is, which is crazy. But you know, that kind of just shows like where his motivations were and, and stuff like that, even early on. What, Kevin? What did you just say? The Kings Club baby seals. Anyway, yeah. all right. <laughs> so moving on. Um, Matt Niskin has decided to retire today, um, and uh, we mentioned this on Twitter. Does that mean Petro to the Flyers? Does he go to I Philadelphia? It, and and you know, here's the thing. I called that before the playoffs started as a potential suitor for Petro. Because they have such a young team, they're good. They got and money to I think spend. They have money to spend, and they are one piece away from a cup. I think and I'd be Car- least Carter Hart is twenty three. There, and Carter Hart is twenty three. <laughs> he just turned uh, twenty three. But Ooh, I think God that's a nation I'd be the least upset about if he went to. Really? But Philadelphia is such like that'd one of those the, towns. Oh, I hate the band town. Yeah, I, 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 I do like their team though too. Yeah, their their team's fun to watch. So, and I think he would get another Stanley Cup that way. So I wouldn't be too upset. Now, if he goes to Boston, I think Chris was the one that dropped that rumor in the chat this week or last I week. I said it's mind. potential. 
Yeah, if he goes to Boston, I will burn his jersey for that one. I've never been on the uh, jersey burning train, but if he pulls the David Backus, nope, done. Uh, and he will not get a jersey? statue. Yeah, I have a Petro jersey. It's a Winter Classic jersey. Oh, okay. Oh, You're burning a, a Winter jersey. Classic jersey? Why? What the hell does it matter with you? Okay. Jesus, Kevin. I'll just, I'll just get another one. I have a Trubisky jersey. It doesn't mean I'm going to burn it. I'm going to sell it for $2. Okay, but is he... <laughs> But is he chicken. leaving? But did you make a statement, Matt? But is he leaving? Is Mitch Trubisky leaving the team that drafted them to go to the team that beat them in the Stanley Cup, their first ever Stanley Cup run, and then they'd be in the Stanley Cup final after well, their last captain? Hockey. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> but you get the point. Uh, and then our last captain, Bagdis, turned down more money with the Blues to go to Boston just to try to win a cup. And then he lost in the finals. Great. Ironic. But, yeah, I would not be happy. Here's a hot take. Here's a hot take, especially about Petrangelo. He's the, obviously, he's the hottest free agent that's going to be out there this offseason. I think if he hits free agency and the Blues can't somehow pull just the magic beans out of their ass and sign Petrangelo at this point, I think he signs within a week. Yeah, think, he's not gonna be he's not gonna be available for a very long time at I all. I think Petrangelo he's gonna be gonna, the first one to make millions of dollars somewhere else if the blues don't sign him to a million. I think so too. No, I think I think it will take at least a full week, maybe ten days, but I think he's gonna weigh out his options, travel to places, um, and really make sure he's making the right decision because he does have a family to make a decision for. I mean, he has four kids now. He has the triplets and they just welcomed a newborn. Um, yeah, but it's not like they're pulling him out of school right now. So yeah, but at the same it, it time, it makes it a lot easier in the in the oh, sense that oh, actually you know they, they can just cool. pick. You go to Canada as quick as you can nowadays. Yeah, man. like you're like if you go to Canada, you're going to Toronto, and then you you're out of here. You're done. Yeah. <laughs> so. His wife is also from St. Louis. So I don't really think that matters at this point. And my wife is from Poland. I'm not going back there. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Well, y'all didn't have really... kids in Poland. Well, they had all four of their kids in St. Louis, and they're all. I mean, it doesn't matter. They're going to be they making have millions of dollars. They're they don't want to go to St. Louis. Come they're going to be. They're going to be making a choice to where this is where they want to spend the rest of their lives. And if Doug Armstrong screws them over to the point to that point, if if I'm Alex Petrangelo, and I get screwed over to the point to where Justin Falk. Marco Schiandella, Braden Shen get extensions before the captain does that hoisted the franchise's first ever Stanley Cup. I wouldn't stay there either if he's playing around like this. Okay, to be fair, Braden Shen earned his contract extension. Yeah, Petrangelo has too. Correct. I'm not arguing that he hasn't, but we should have been the first. In that list. Like, okay. He should have been the first. But I don't. I mean, if you look at the situation, though, if COVID didn't happen, the Blues would have had Cap to sign him. No problem. But I think mm. the, we talked about this in the group chat. Mm. The problem that they're really hung up on is the no movement clause. They've never given one in franchise history, and they don't want to give one. And I wouldn't start. give one out to him either, though, because it's like, yeah, he'll be 38 <laughs> by the time the contract's over what he wants. And exactly. They're only a million apart on money. They just are essentially the whole thing is the no movement clause, which they've offered 
they gave O'Reilly a no trade clause, and that was the first no trade clause in franchise history. I'd be okay with a no trade clause to. They gave Ryan O'Reilly a no trade clause, but they won't give Petrangelo a no movement clause. Is he an idiot? Okay, he's offering him a no trade clause, though. I don't care. Give him the no movement clause. But Chris, when he's thirty-seven, and I don't care. Which yes, you do. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Forty-three. Brent Seabrook is also thirty-four, thirty-five. Chris, I said these same things last week or two weeks ago when we talked about this, but. I get why Doug Armstrong doesn't want to do it. It's just the philosophy of the organization. And Petrangelo knew that doing the, these conversations. So the fact that he's like, oh, I won't resign because of this. Like, Petrangelo, you knew you weren't getting this. Like, we're trying to give you your money. We're trying Listen, to. Here's the deal. Here's the deal right now. A freaking statue in front of the Enterprise Center. Freaking take the contract. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. That, here's the thing that's going on. There is teams that are calling a Petro's agent and they're like, what the booze offer him? Okay, we're going to give him more. And whatever else he wants, just bring him here. That's all that's happening. That's literally all that's happening. And his agent is telling Petro. And Petro is going to go elsewhere where he's actually wanted. I'm not sure yep. if Armstrong really wants him on his team. I, I, at sure this either. point, I don't think he really wants him on his team. No, I what think he wants, wants him. But I'm no. starting to... GM. He doesn't no, want to... He wants a Taylor house. Hall. He's going to get a Taylor Hall extended no. first and then... I'm really starting to wonder if this whole plan that Doug Armstrong had was to make Petrangelo the back priority because he knew he needed goal scores. Petrangelo is not a goal scorer. He is an offensive defenseman. He's not a goal scorer. And I also think Armstrong is going to be. He's that is at at the point where it's like, okay, do I like want to resign Bennington too? Do I want to give him, you know, a, a big that's contract the, for a goalie? That's the thing. You got the flat cap for the next three years. So and Bennington's <laughs> up. You got to pick and choose. Year. So I mean, I get, I get why. Armstrong's taking this route and he's like, we want to give you 8 million, no movement clause, or not give you the no movement clause, but 8 million, eight years. And they're going to backload it so they can give him the 8 million a year. Um, or maybe it's 8.5. Has 5, that been confirmed? At this point, no. Well, and that's what and the honestly, conversation was. And at this point, Honestly, what I would think would happen is if the Blues were to sign him, it would be a sign and trade. No, absolutely not. No, if anything, they're gonna. If anything, they're just gonna trade his rights because at that point, I think if Doug Armstrong knows for a fact that they're not gonna sign Petrangelo, they have to trade his rights because you're not just gonna let him walk and get nothing out of him. That's ridiculous. We're going to find out. I'm assuming that would happen tomorrow, actually, during the draft. Um, but I think what a trade that'd be announcing on draft day, the blues trading Alex Petrangelo. Uh, man, I don't want to think about it, but I think if, I think maybe this was all just to Boston. I think it was all attacked <laughs> off by to Boston. Doug Armstrong to try to get what he wants and be like, we're not going to give you this. But then once October 8th hits, he's going to be like, all right, here's your contract. You got no. way. I think yeah. This is, no. this is, Doug Armstrong's a great GM. He's proven that over He's the last. Also time. too stubborn. Sometimes. He is stubborn, but he also knows how the fan base is going to react. The minute he doesn't give a fuck about you guys, I can tell you that much right now. Uh, it's like Bowman keeps saying like how he loves. He doesn't give a fuck about the fans. I mean, he does he, not. <laughs> he will when uh, they lose a lot of money because well, we had a second captain walk in a row. 
I will tell you this: you, much, you're going to lose a lot of money after you won the Stanley Cup, like what a year ago. I, here's the thing, Kevin. But people like, are going to be really upset about Petro leaving. The fans are already; they've already been complaining for two months about it. We've actually been complaining for a year and a half about it. Okay, but he, you're still going to sell out the building, though, as long as you have a winning team. Right. Yeah, I don't know if he was listening to the fans when they were calling for an extension, and then he traded for Falk and extended him first before any talks with Petro were going on. So, yeah, just saying. I'm pretty sure Armstrong the entire time was just like, we're going to have the money by next offseason because we'll make a trade. We'll buy out Steen, which still hasn't happened. Baffling. Yeah, I haven't not gonna heard happen anything linked to Steen getting bought out. He's not gonna, ha- not gonna happen at this point. Maybe he gets traded for like a fifth round pick. I, I've, <laughs> I've actually heard those the Steen argument pretty pretty deflated at this point. Not gonna lie, which is shocking. Which I definitely thought he'd be bought out this season, and I thought we would we were gonna have the money, no problem. Especially if the cap pumped up another three or four million dollars like it was supposed to. We would have signed Petrangelo no problem, and been able to possibly afford another goal scorer. Yeah, but he also deserves a payday, and you're not going to tell someone that deserves millions of dollars to be like, "Hey, wait, wait, you know, wait just <laughs> hey, a wait second. A <laughs> I'm going to give you this many million and this million million over the over the time and back hold this contract and actually pay you, and you're going to be 80 years old by the time we give you the full amount of money." Like, no. <laughs> well, he was so dated by 38, but we're offering him eight million dollars. He wants nine point zero seven five. That's a million point zero seven five dollars off. That's not give you a theoretical situation. And he would get an extra year with the Blues that he can't do with anyone else. Absolutely, Barkin. This is theoretical. Let's let's say let's say they let Petrangelo go. Tori uh, Krug is is assumed to get like maybe like seven million, uh, seven to eight year deal. He's twenty eight years old. Oh my God! Imagine if Petrangelo and Krug just swap teams. See, that's I'm not. I'm, I'm, I think that's a good. I oh, think that's yeah. a good point. What, <laughs> what if they? What if it's a rights swap? What if they just say, "Okay, we'll give you Krug's rights, and if we take Petrangelo's rights, it's not a sign and trade. It's just simply saying we'll I take mean, him I, off your hands for a week." I think. I think Boston would have to send more over because the reason they're getting rid of Krug's rights because they can't afford more than seven million, um, so they wouldn't be able to afford Petrangelo regardless. Um, so they'd have to send somebody else over. Um, but I mean, Krug's a great defenseman. He can score. He's younger. So do you get him on a seven-year deal for seven million? Six fancy guy too. Like I wouldn't hate. I wouldn't hate bringing in Krug, but I would hate losing Petrangelo. Speaking to I mean, what? he'd be cheaper. So he would be cheaper. But Petrangelo's my been my favorite Blues player of all time. I believe it's Chris's favorite Blue all time too. Early, uh, I mean, I was no. I I was really happy uh, when they no. gave uh, Brent Seabrook that that contract initially until he broke all of his limbs and <laughs> I had to get Oof. four surgeries in, in hey, one month. Hey, guess what, guys? He has a movement clause. Yeah. So, um, yeah so actually, okay, I have a theoretical for okay. I think Chris might. Might hate this or might like it. Uh, we'll see. If you say that, he's gonna hate it. But go on. Um, we'll we'll see. So, for Alex Petrangelo, for one of the Kachuk brothers. Okay. Why? This is where you move on. That's, uh, that's, uh, that's a no. Just because they're from St. Louis doesn't mean they're good. Uh, okay, Matthew Kachuk <laughs> is good. 
and Spice. he's like he's he's a core piece of that team. That's there's no chance. Yeah, but then you're bringing so Marc Giordano's a year away from retirement, and then you're bringing in another Norris caliber defenseman to replace him, and you're that's, losing Matthew Kachuk. But you're bringing yeah, in that's that's a star. And they're probably and they're probably going to be losing Johnny Gaudreau this offseason too. Uh, and Matthew uh, Kachuk is like the heart soul of that team. He's only like what, like maybe twenty four. He might be twenty three. Dude, he, he, he's twenty two. If I drew Doughty, <laughs> like come on, now. no, no chance. Away. You're 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 <laughs> okay, getting but, a thirty year old well, defenseman. What about Brady? You don't know if he's going to stay healthy. Brady's not as proven yeah, no. as Matthew yet. I was. I meant. I meant Brady when I said that. My bad. Yeah, Matthew Kachuk had taken a heartbeat, but I don't know about Brady. Brady. So it was Brady and. A first no, Brady. Brady, Brady is round. already a higher value. Nah. Brady Brady scored eighty nine yeah, points in two years. Yeah, two but... years with Ottawa. Brady has scored eighty nine points, and Matthews already scored eighty points in one season. Yeah, so I want I want both of them. If we're being honest here, but oh Chris God. wants us to be a goal scorer, and he thinks that's Armstrong's approach. Well, they're not goal scorers, but they are point scorers. Johnny Hockey's what now? 27, 28? I think Johnny Hockey just needs a refresh because he's still a great player. Yeah. Speaking, no, he, speaking of new. one of the teams that wants to, uh, that is going to get Petro, actually, the Golden Knights from Calgary come out with their new jerseys. Uh, the Golden Knights one is absolutely phenomenal. I already told you guys that if Petro signs there, I'm getting a gold like Golden Knights jersey with the Petro. Yes, I'm getting it. I'm doing it. I, I like it. I like it a lot. You kind of have to earn gold. To, to I wear prefer gold. the black. But well, I don't know. Yet, I like it a lot. You know, they they haven't. <laughs> uh, but Calgary's throwbacks are amazing. I love them. I, I, I yeah, not not opposed to it at all yet. whatsoever. Oh, they're their throwbacks essentially. They're the with the orange logo or the orange the orange hue on the jersey that they wear. It's yeah, they're cool. super nice. I like them. They're amazing, and. What else are you supposed to talk? Uh, the wonderful ratings that NBA and NHL. Oh, baseball. We almost forgot about baseball. Oh. Oh, well, that, I mean, they gave Drew, Drew Doughty a 91, and I, I don't care. I didn't agree Drew Doughty's up there. He's just not, not the. He's not a 91. Best. He's not a 91. I'm sorry. And I don't know how Seth Jones isn't on there. <laughs> True. And if you give Drew Doughty a 91, that means you're going to have to give Keith at least a 90, and that's not that's not the case either. Okay, I don't exactly agree, but um, there we'll take. Moving uh, on to baseball, <laughs> Ro- Roman Yossi definitely deserves to be higher. So that's, yeah, that's I mean, all you I got to say. Norris near the fourth freaking mm. yeah, bogus. <laughs> anyway, all right, moving on to baseball. Division series is set, um, and we had a game uh, or two today. So essentially, in the ALDS, we got Tampa Bay and New York. So that's division. All these are division games. Actually, it's interesting. Um, Houston against Oakland. Uh, apparently, Carlos Correa, you know, the dash just cheated, and Correa is mad at us. Like, I don't, I don't get it. Apparently, we're haters. Um, and then the Dodgers are going against the Padres, and the Marlins are going against the Braves. Um, and Kevin said the Cubs use those for bats. Bart said true. I co-sign. That means the Cardinal, the Cardinals use, uh, they use wooden dicks. For bats, okay. <laughs> uh, we actually use bats because we can score runs. At least that'd be more effective than just a regular dildo. So I guess so. Yeah. Exactly. Um. So 
<laughs> what do you guys think is the most intriguing matchup on, out of the four? Uh, Dodgers, Padres, easy. Do you think that goes five? I think that goes five. I think it comes down to extra innings. I think it's a Fernando Tatis home run that robs the Dodgers from another no. try at a World Series. No chance. Is Clevenger pitching the series? Is my uh, he's he might be. He's doubtful, but uh, Lament is back for this series. <sighs> so Clevenger I mean, would probably be like a game four or five starter. Yeah, I think I see. I foresee Padres using a a bull, their bullpen. Um, one of these games, uh, d- depending on you know, I don't know. I just I don't see the Padres really. I don't know. Yeah, that's just me. Uh, the Marlins and Braves, though, that's gonna be a good matchup. I that's just think it would bad. be cool to see a Marlins Padres in LCS. That'd be amazing. I hope That'd it happens. That's phenomenal. what I want to happen. <laughs> I want I want an Oakland A's a Miami Marlins World Series, and I don't care. I'd love for that to happen. <laughs> uh, I want a Tampa Bay Marlins or uh, Tampa Bay all Florida, right? Exactly, and then they can really have a parade. <laughs> hold up, the COVID World Series. Wait, hold up. There, there could be a potential that all four major championships are won by a Florida team: the Lightning, the Marlins, or Rays. The Heat could potentially still win the finals, and then the Buccaneers. Okay, all right. How wild would that be if one state won all four championships, though? They can have their COVID party. Also, that would there. be three Tampa teams. The Rays, the Buccaneers, and the Lightning. Can you well, imagine if one city won every championship that they possibly could? I know uh, I know Tampa. I, I mean, yeah, but, <laughs> but I don't know. But, some, but another city that, that, that wasn't like a, a big four market. Or at least one of the bigger markets. I don't know. I think it would be cool to see. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, you know what I, I'm saying, though. Right, I get you. And I really just, I, I get it. I understand that probably the World Series that we're going to get is Yankees and Dodgers. And good God, I hope the Astros just get knocked out as soon as possible because I don't want to hear another word out of Curry's mouth. Like, he yeah. does not deserve to talk. Like, he literally, they're winning. I get it. I understand. But they cheated, and then they're like, oh, Curry's going to be like, oh, yeah, this is for all the haters. What haters? Like, we, you guys cheated, and you're mad at us. Like, okay, sorry. Sorry for having feelings. <laughs> no excuse. Yeah, absolutely not. All right, Chris, do you want to take us home? Wait, oh. what? what? Well, yeah, no, yeah. The episode's over. Chris usually takes us home. Oh, that felt like it was a fast episode. Very fast episode. <laughs> I, how, how do I respond to that? You have the, the people, our Twitter handle, our Instagram, how they can donate money to oh, us. No. How do I respond to what Kevin just said? Um, you don't. I, you, <laughs> don't. you just let it play out for the moment. You let this happen for our end of the episode. Well, Take that was episode number 40. <laughs> Whether you like that ending or not, we did. Kids ready? Almost are, are you playing it now? No, I'm singing West right. Virginia. Oh, so so Blue as you can Mountain. tell, we are a very low budget podcast. So we have River. Matt doing our background music from Where now life on. Is older, we can't afford the rights to our podcast. So that's trees, why we're asking for donations. Younger than the mountains. This podcast going and grow and growing. growing. Like a so breeze. we don't need this background Country music. Road. Just very hard to concentrate on what I'm trying to say. <laughs> oh.
Anyway, that was episode number 40. Be sure to... God dang it. This is hard. This is a lot harder than you think it is, y'all. West Virginia. Uh, Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at ITMPod. That's Inside the Minds Pod. And like I said, support this podcast as much as you can or in any way that you can by either leaving a five-star review because we're awesome. So leave us a good review. Take me home. Country roads. Take Be sure to tune in to our next episode. We'll have full breakdown of the NHL draft and also a week five preview that will also be coming up very soon from all four of us on Instagram and Twitter. So be sure to follow both of those to keep on tabs with that. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. Thank you for the support. And we'll see you in episode 41. Doodles. Peace out, y'all.